CB Music Podcast. However, we are back again. Another six albums to uh, waffle over. Uh, And uh, again, uh, I think quite an interesting musical selection we've got this month. Uh, We have uh, Run the Jewels, Run the Jewels 4, uh, The Dream Syndicate, The Universe Inside, uh, Sports Team Deep Down Happy, Phoebe Bridges, the Punisher. Now, according to my uh, talking speaker, yeah. this is Chloe and Halley, even yeah. though it says Chloe times Halley in their thing. Yes. It's a times rather than the plus, I'm sorry. Yes. But, you know, whatever it is, it's, it's certainly Chloe and Halley together in some form or other. <laughs> I, I, knew you'd, finally, I knew you'd. Go on. <laughs> and finally, Mr. Bob Dylan. Oh, that's quite straightforward. <laughs> it is, yes. I, I knew you I knew you'd struggle with that one. I just had a had a feeling. Yeah, well, why do you think we're not re- reviewing the Heim, Haim, Harm, Ha yeah, yeah, that I always struggle with as well? Oh, yeah. It's just like Haim, whatever the Yeah. yeah exactly. Whatever. Uh, so we went from kickoff, Peter. Uh, with uh, RTJ4. Uh, we last checked in with Run the Jewels on RTJ2. Did we? Uh, missing the We did, yes. Right. Which we both liked. Good. So, do we like RTJ4? Run the Jewels 4. Mm. Uh, I, yeah, I did. I, I really liked it. I thought this was a very fast-paced uh, album uh, moves along very quickly um, so you know despite the lyrical content the social commentary never feels as heavy as some of the lyrics might suggest it could um, mm. I thought it was uh, you know it's a, it's, a, it's a quick album it's a, it's it's an enjoyable album to listen to um, I've had it on a few times and um, you know I, it's quite good whether you're listening to it or whether it's on in the background, it's, um, you know, I liked it. In front, yeah. Hang on, let me, let me start that sentence again. Whether whether I was listening intently to it or it was just on, I did find myself sort of, you know, tapping my foot to it or whatever. Um, and uh, again, without labouring a point I've laboured before, uh, really good um, uh, music as well. Um, particularly on the track... Uh, never look back. It has some beautiful backing synths, real synths there. Really like that. Um, mm. But I also liked. Um, is it just with Farrell Williams? That's that was good. That's good. And uh, um, a fantastic perform uh, performance by Farrell. In fact, on that yeah. track, yeah. And uh, the Grand Below. And uh, I also like the the sort of the concept, if you will, of the uh, the Yankee and the Brave. Episode four intro and slight outro as well. It's sort of sort of top and tail. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like that. Um, and, and of course, very topical. 
but then again, sadly, this stuff always is and always has been. So there we go. Um, yeah, overall, really like this album. Good one to start on. This is a good one to start on. I agree. I, th- I mean, I think it's a bit of a return to form because, strangely enough, we didn't review RTJ3. Uh, and that was because it fell through the cracks because it was one of those things that came out in between things that we were reviewing. Um, but I didn't rate that particularly highly um, compared to the first from Jules album and RTJ2. Mm-hmm. I think this is certainly back up there. You know, the Fury's still there. They're still bridging yeah. the divide as well between that kind of like cartoon rappers, particularly the Yankee and the Brave thing. As you say, it, it is a, literally a cartoon version of themselves. Yeah. Um, but also you get the social comment- commentary coming through as well. Interestingly, there's kind of less um, back and forth trading lines between LP and Killer Mike on this album than there perhaps has been on previous albums, but they're still both shine through, I think. Um, as you say, it's still... It, flies by the album it really, really really does it just 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 it's as a couple of albums as this podcast do it goes by really quickly you can get to the end and go yeah. oh, back to the start again yeah Let's do it again yeah. um but also as you say there's, there's particularly on the social commentary side there's stuff that we're that we're talking about now that we were talking about before so um I think it's on uh, the track "Walking in the Snow." Yeah, when when, when uh, Killer Mike's talking about and and you're so numb, you watch the cops choke out a man like me. Yeah, and you think, oh, George Floyd. Yeah, but actually, that's not about George Floyd. It's about when Aaron Gardner back in 2014 was kind of uh, put in a chokehold by police, arresting him and died. So it's like again, yeah. It's it's now, but it's not now. Yes, exactly. uh, Also, towards the end of the album, I really like the fact that um, there's a track that's got Mavis Staples. Interestingly, it's got uh, both Mavis Staples and Josh Homme on, uh, which is an interesting combo, uh, just generally pulling the pin. But that kind of ends with maybe Staples living in the line, there's a grenade in my heart and the pin is in their palm, which I think is, yeah. you know, some, sums up a lot of what is uh, going on at the moment. I mean, you identified some of the best tracks there. I think Just, which has been a single, which has, like I said, has some great works by Pharrell Williams. Yeah. It's best rapping performance in the range. Yeah. Uh, and I also really like Goonies yeah. and uh, Never Look Back as well. But yeah, it's yeah. a... It's a, it's a Really good record. I liked it. Yeah. Really good record. Um, yeah, really good record. Great one to start on, as I say. I was torn. I was torn between starting with that and starting with the next album, actually, for different reasons. Go on. But so the next album is the Dream Syndicate to the Universe Inside. Ah, wow, very different. Which to say, <laughs> which to say, which to say, it's a bit different. Is a bit of an understatement. Um, yeah. I think it's safe to say there's not many albums that we've reviewed ever in the podcast that kick off with a 20-minute opening track, yeah. <laughs> um, which this does, a uh, track called The Regulator. Um, and it's it's a fascinating track. You, you've suddenly got this kind of really thumping bass line coupled with a repetitive kind of Lynn drum track. 
and then there's that bass part of the song, and then within that, they suddenly, you suddenly get some bluesy harmonica, then some jazzy sax coming in, and then some noodling and other thing. And it's it starts off as, as as you might expect with a song that's twenty minutes long. It seems to start off as one song and then morphs into something totally different. Um, but in this particular occasion, and particularly with this track, I actually think that's quite a good thing. I actually quite like this track, uh, and I particularly like the sax noodling, which is particularly fine. Um, and by all accounts, this album uh, resulted in a, from a eighty-minute-plus jam session, and when you listen to it, it is kind of what it sounds like. Um, and as is the case with all kind of jam sessions, as anyone's ever been in the band, it does mean you get a pretty equal divide between brilliance and then rambling, incoherent, shambolic, mm-hmm. self-indulgent mm-hmm. tosh. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I think whilst the first two tracks contain definitely some of the brilliant sides of that, that so the opening track, which I do love, and then it's followed up by The Longing, which is probably the closest thing on the album to a traditional song. Um, that's great. And then the other three tracks on the album for me, despite the fact that it gets slightly more kind of Berlin period Bowie as it goes on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I kind of lost interest as it went on. So... The regulator and the longing kind of held my attention. But then, apropos of nothing, dusting off the rust and the slow rendition, whilst not bad tracks in and of themselves per se, in the context of an album, I, I was left kind of mm, slightly waning and going off on one. I should say for the, for the band themselves, because again, a band we haven't dealt with before, uh, apparently they were formed back in 81, split up in 89, and then reformed in 2012. Yeah, That's okay. their eighth album. Right. Their first album since reforming in 2012, because they got when they got back together, they were just doing, as many bands do, just getting back together and just performing their greatest hits, as you like. Gosh. Um, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so decent first half, meh, second half for me. That's interesting. You said what you said about the um, the first couple of tracks. Um, I had a very, very similar, almost identical experience, actually, um, with the first two tracks. Uh, You know, yeah, this is interesting. I can can listen to the regulator, um, followed by the longing. And I thought, okay, this is this is going somewhere. I see where this is going. This is good. Um, Well, this is interesting. And yeah, and then obviously, I have nothing onwards. Uh, like you, it just sort of faded into the background for me. It's a shame because, um, as you say, it does sort of head off in that sort of new psychedelic meets Bowie kind of, but Berlin Bowie, not early psychedelic Bowie. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, you know, it does. It doesn't. It does. It's yeah. It just loses something. Um, I was thinking. I was thinking in my head then, just as I was speaking. What do you do if you cross uh, Berlin Bowie with with um, psychedelia? You probably end up somewhere near the beginning of Pink Floyd. Um, so you probably do. Yes, you probably do. <laughs> and um, and unlike unlike, and there is a and there is a prog. There definitely is a prog rock element to this album. Yeah, uh, and if if you sort of get head down certain 
holes with with Pink Floyd, you probably find it a struggle sometimes to to listen through. Um, it's a kind of similar experience here. It probably deserves greater study, <laughs> if anything. Um, but uh, no, the, the, the difficult one for me. This one, um, yeah, yeah. So switching tact. Tracked, 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 yeah, tracks. So this is where, this is where I'm in a warm room. I can't actually speak in okay. human. In Suddenly, human. I'm channeling Donald Trump. Yeah. Let's not go there. Uh, okay, so we have sports team. Uh, a debut album from uh, the band, who I believe are originally from Cambridge. Yeah, and their album is. Deep Down Happy. Uh, and funny if I chose to throw this one in just solely on the basis of uh, having been in lockdown and listening to quite a lot of Six Music. Uh, the song Here's the Thing has been played to death on Six Music, so I can't oh. give their album. Uh, so, cool. over to you, Pete. What did I think? Um, yeah, I, again... I, this would have been a, another good one to open with. Um, as, it, as it was in my own listening, I, I opened with the previous album, then went into Run the Jewels, and then into this. Uh, so okay. the, the carry across in terms of um, social commentary, observation, with more of an English arched eyebrow, um, carries across into, into this. Um, uh, what have I written here? I've written classic English indie. <laughs> <laughs> possibly another summer soundtrack to the lockdown question mark um <laughs> maybe it was all the references to weatherspoons and ubers that, that got me nostalgic for, for days days of yonder um but also done you know great new sort of alternative rock indie acts in the sort of classic blur model um if not always musically certainly lyrically at times um yes and uh, I thought it was the, you know, that's again that sort of observation of growing up in an in, a, in an English suburb and and, and living life. Um, it, it is, yeah, it's 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 sort of sort of album you don't hear so much anymore. I can see why it's it's been popular and why it's become so popular and why they as an actor popular. Um, I understand they've developed quite a following. Uh, God, I'm yeah, telling I mean, my dad. I understand this. <laughs> like true indie boys as well, they they are also very keen at slagging off the competition as well. Oh yeah, I saw some of that. Um, you know, I do do an iota of research from time to time, and I saw that they tried to pick a fight with someone from another university, which is obviously um, you know done some damage to their street cred. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, posh kids pretending to be working class and all that. Um, but you know what? All that aside, class, I, be the class. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, I thought I thought this was um, classic, as opposed to classic um, indie album. Uh, and and to, to wheel out one of my own classics, one of my own our own classics. Thought the first half was much stronger than the second half. <laughs> I'm saving that for the album, but yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I agree. It's it's. I love how it starts. I, it starts with, as I said, Song Lander, which is obviously short for Englander. Yeah. And it literally just, the vocals just kick in literally first second. Um, 
with this kind of whole tune about them not in life in Middle England, and I love the thing, obviously because partly, but maybe partly because my my, my uh, job, but I like the. I want to be a lawyer or someone who hunts foxes. <laughs> yeah, mine and it is. Uh, as part of part of the uh, thing. Yeah, I'm not talking about weather spoons and the slick letters. Yeah, um, I musically, I think it definitely, as you said, it kind of pulls on or draws in from influences like Blur, uh, Strokes, perhaps even Pavement, and even even one of the songs, one of the songs in the middle of the album, it actually reminded me a bit of the Cure for some oh, yeah. reason. Um, but it is another entry into, as you said, kind of English, British, literate pop tradition kind of songwriting. So uh, apparently the uh, main songwriter is, uh, I think it's the guitarist, Rob Nags. Yeah. And his lyrics are mostly delivered by, obviously, the singer Alex Rice. But as you say, they talk about Weatherspoons, Slugging Letters, fishing, quite literally fishing and other things. Um, for me, I... I found it was one of those albums that was hard to dislike in any way. Yeah, I know what you mean. But but the qual- but the quality is a bit patchy. So I think it starts really strong. So I think the first three tracks, Lander, Here It Comes Again, Going Soft, mm. really good. Then it kind of goes a bit and then comes back for kind of maybe Here's the Thing, Born Sugar and Fishing, which are really good. So it comes and goes a bit. And I was left thinking, I quite enjoyed this. It's quite funny. We've got a bit of attitude. Yeah. About to what? Yeah, I, I'd be interested. I'd, Not quite. Yeah, go on. Yeah, sorry. No, 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 agree. Totally. We'd be a great band to see. Yeah. Not the finished article yet, but. No, nah, but, you know. Showing promise, even for a yeah. solid debut. Yeah, very. Sadly, I am going to use the word solid again in this podcast, it's, it's, but a solid debut. It's the sort of debut that we've not had for a very long time. This is true. It, it, it's not something we've had. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, I, I also like the, the, the song Camel Crew, which I think comes in that patch you, you don't like so much. But um, other than that, I agree with, agree with that. Moving on, while still staying, uh, actually, for, for, actually, for the first time in this podcast, sort of staying in the same genre, I suppose, uh, since the Phoebe Bridges album, The Punisher, is still, I, w- I would probably say, still an indie, indie album, so yeah, yeah. we're sticking with that at least. A um, uh, second studio album from Miss Bridges, uh, who... Um, Regular listeners will remember featured on two of the albums in our previous podcast since she was on the Haley Williams album and the Perfume Genius album. Um, this particular record starts very mellow. I mean, DVD menu has a minute of atmospheric kind of bass and violin. Yeah. Lovely bass and violin, it has to be said, uh, before cutting into um, the opening proper track if you like garden song and what a wonderful song it is too as far as i'm concerned um partly because it sets up this sets up the style of the album and also sets up the style of her lyric writing um so it has one of my favorite couplets on the, the entire record later on in the song where it says 
The doctor put her hands all over my liver. She told me my resentment's getting smaller. Yeah. I thought it was just a, a great a great line because it's so bizarre. Yeah. You know, two lines that yeah. don't really... I, I, I call that one as well. Great line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we move from there and we change up a few gears into the excellent single off the album, Kyoto. Uh which is a song that uh, may or may not be written about uh, Ryan Adams, um, since Bridges was one of the several women who complained about Mr. Adams's uh, behaviour. Yeah, shall we say? Um, but it's a, but it's just a fantastic song, Kyoto. It's just there's a reason why it's a single. It's just really, really great single. And from there, the album kind of flips between topics of love, heartbreak, depression, and then musically between mellow and more slightly more indie tracks, building up to the album's closer, I Know What. No, I Know The End, sorry. Which is kind of some kind of like uh, apocalyptic, almost folk ballad, which is quite interesting as well, considering we're dealing with a Bob Dylan album on this particular podcast mm-hmm. and actually the instrumentation on that song at the end reminded me of actually uh, some of the Bonnevere records that we've reviewed in the past um, and also as a final track it's one of those things you're thinking yeah I could see this working as a final track in a live set list as well yeah like, yeah yeah has that kind of build they're thinking yeah yeah like this um, favorite tracks I say Garden Song, Kyoto at the start, uh, Chinese Satellite, I Know the End, which I just mentioned as well. This is one of these records where I definitely think the first album is, first album, first mm-hmm. half of the album is stronger than the second album for me. All right. Um, yeah. Second half is still good, don't get me wrong. Yeah. And, you know, and, I, and I genuinely think this is a solid album in the positive thumbs up sense sense of the word. Um, one of my favourite tra- favorite tracks on the album is... Uh, one of the songs in the later part, though, bizarrely, which is uh, ICU, which is a song about breakup of one of the relationships she had. And again, just brilliant lyrics, because there's, there's a, a group of lines in it where she says, I hate your mom. I hate it when she opens her mouth. It's amazing <laughs> to me how much you can say when you don't know what you're talking about. Ah, I was thinking, yeah. oh, haven't we all been there? We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. So again, like I said, I think it's a it's a classic me album. Yeah, I, I like very much. <laughs> but it's not top draw me. Oh, right. Okay. But it is. But it is solid. I, th- I, I, I think you know. I like it. It's good. I would certainly be checking out future releases by Miss Bridges. How do you feel? I, I was going to you got that comment there. I was going to say, yeah, this album comes with that, that that extra sticker on the front that you can peel off that says this is a Scott Vine album. Uh, <laughs> yeah, will it will, will it will this kind of album where you go? Yeah, it's one of your records, isn't it? Yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, you know, one of those kind of female singer songwriter indie people. Yeah, exactly. Yes, um, it, I, I agree with much of what you said. I actually, all oh, controversially, uh, preferred the second half to the first half. <laughs> <laughs> Go 
controversy. <laughs> not agreeing. That's not allowed in this podcast, please. Stop it. <laughs> um, but I, I agree with you. It starts very mellow, very slow, and uh, and over the course of the album, it does build into this the great folk masterpiece. Um, and and you, sorry, you mentioned ICU, and I, I think Graceland too. Uh, which is the track that immediately follows. I, I really like the yes. switch to almost country there um, as, as it builds towards that closing track. Um, I, I thought that, yeah, that, it, that musically it, it, it growls at the start and it, and it grows and develops and organically, you know, start to get different instruments coming in and very much like an orchestral sort of piece or composition in terms of you know it starts very simple and then by the by the end of track 12 or whatever you've got the whole the whole orchestra playing playing in full uh, this is not orchestral yeah. anyway i'm just using an analogy kids um it, it, so i, I well, there are strings and stuff coming in at the end of, yeah, of, yeah. of, of, of i know the end there are strings and stuff coming uh, in the end of that. yeah so so am i using analogy or am i being literal um <laughs> who knows it's quite hot in here as well um so yeah, it's 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 it grow it grows and grows, and I think another couple of lessons from me, I'd, I'd probably have a greater appreciation of it. But this is definitely more of a you album than a me album. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit too slow for my liking. I th- th- I, I agree with that. It, it's surprising because lots of them, particularly when. Um, I think particularly when you hit Kyoto as the third track, you do, which is by far the most upbeat song on the album, you are kind of expecting more of that as the album goes on, whereas the, whereas actually Garden Song, which is the second second track, first track, is actually more representative of the vibe of the record. Yes, yes. And I would agree, and that's see, that's slightly my problem with the second half of the, al- the album. The fact that the second half of the album doesn't have a Kyoto on it, so it doesn't doesn't have a something to change the pace tone yeah. of the record. So, moving on to another new artist or artists for us. Uh, and also, again, changing, I think, quite happily changing musical genre once more. We get Chloe times Pally, Chloe plus Halley, whatever they call themselves. Um, it's definitely their second album, regardless of whatever they call themselves. Oh, dear. It's Chloe. And it's called The Ungodly Hour. Yeah. And this, I believe, Pete, is what the kids call R&B. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, granddad. <laughs> yeah, I understand it is. Um, so, you're asking me what I think. Uh, I was, right, what do I think? Um, this is a. This is. A, I actually really enjoy this album more so than I thought I would. Um, mm. Presenting me with, with uh, you know, with title and genre. Actually, this is a great R&B album. It's got a really. Uh, really tight, by which I mean, by which I mean, good, smooth production, um, a, a production and quality that's actually really engaging. Um, it's yeah. also a really well paced album. So, 
whilst it, it may occasionally dip into different styles in R&B, it does keep the pace up and going. Um, and, um, and actually what I really quite like was, uh, you know, mid, mid album, again, you've got some beautiful synths mid album as well. I think it's a track. I think it's ungodly hour. The title track There's a, there's, it's not synth so much. It's more the sort of electronic sound in there. That it's just like, I was just like, yeah, well, that's just nice. Yeah, well, that's, that, that, that track is, uh, co-written and produced by disclosure there you go there you go you see i, I didn't know that but but that, that's obviously why um yeah that's why it appeals um but you know lyrically i like i like the tracks uh do it and tipsy um oh, tipsy was quite fun uh, and busy boy that was also quite fun as well uh, uh, lusting after a boy has my favorite. lusting after a man. Yes, busy. You shouldn't really be lusting after. Um, yes, busy boy has my favorite lines in the album. Yes, some real comedy in that one, um, which I like. There is uh, the line. In the, uh, just because like, there is a line anyway where it's the without saying it because it actually doesn't say it in the song, but it's like it's four o'clock. You send me too many pictures of your oh yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which I thought which, which made me laugh for us, isn't it? It's good. Yes. Yeah, good non-use of that word. Um, um, but again, uh, towards the end, I really like the retro of um, uh, Don't Make It Harder On Me. Um, and okay. Yeah, I, actually, I really love that. Despite, you know, it's been quite fresh, modern take on R&B, I thought that sudden step towards retro has actually done really well. And I uh, wonder what she thinks of me as well, which was... Again, mm. sort of more classic, uh, classic R and B, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I really like even, even you know those two those two tracks sort of stood out as just kind of really well presented towards the end of the album. So overall, as I say, really tight production flows really well. Really liked it. Um, uh, boringly, I, I think I probably have to agree with again. Oh, controversial. Most of, most of that. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, this is not. I, I mean, but same as you, is it's not something that's exactly in my kind of favourite genre category of of stuff that we listen to. But the opening vocal ooh, ah, ooh, harmonies of uh, in, of the kind of literally half minute intro thing immediately oh. put me in mind of on Vogue. Yeah, which is always good because because I because I was a big fan yeah. of Vogue. I thought on Vogue were brilliant, yeah. um, and that actual also comes back later on in the album when when you have when you have a similar interlude for Overwhelmed, uh, which is also which is also lovely. And what I really liked about this record, which you sort of hit, hit on, is the fact that the album started and then I realised the album had finished, and I thought, oh. I'm still quite happy and cheery about this. And I'm thinking, oh, it's because this album lasts for 37 minutes. Yeah. And it's literally a tightly focused collection of three-minute pop songs. Yeah. You know, they literally don't allow you to get bored. Yeah. So, forgive, so Forgive Me, which is the second the second track on the album, first proper track on the album, if you like, yeah. which is classic now R&B yeah. track. Kicks in, delivers... But it's over in two minutes and thirty-eight seconds. This is the proof that it doesn't need to be longer. What I also like, there's no 
over-singing histrionics going on. There's no overly obvious choruses for that matter, and none there's anything wrong with an over-obvious chorus. But quite a lot of pop music these days seems to be written from the chorus and then backwards from that, whereas this album... I mean, it might have been written that way, but this album didn't feel that way. It definitely felt like this album was written, you know, literally in a traditional song kind of way of let's just write the song. Yeah. And that might be a bit old, man, old white man moaning kind of stuff, but, you know. Um, who to thank it? Um, you've identified some of the best tracks, I think. Sally, as much as I tend to dislike Disclosure, I think the title track is excellent. Uh also really like Baby Girl. Lonely, I think, is a beautiful song. Um, final track, Royal. Uh, Quite and Busy Boy, which, I've men- which we've both mentioned, which had the lyric I like. Um, so, yeah, this may not be my favourite musical genre in the world, but I thought this was a top-drawer example of how to produce uh, engaging R&B in 2020 without sounding like a cookie cutter artist. Yeah. Um, and it was not hard to see why a certain Miss Knowles snapped them up into her management company. Uh, yeah, that's, that's very clear. Yeah. So yeah, actually really impressive. So we finish with the return of the Mr. Robert Zimmerman. Mm-hmm. With his 39th studio album. Wow. And first album of original material since 2012's The Tempest. And for me, at least, uh, he's back. I mean, this, this, yeah, he's back. First of all, I should say, this is not a short record. Uh, this is a 70 minute long album. Um, divided, I think, if we're being. Uh, musically between sort of foot tapping 12 bar blues type tracks so false prophet by jimmy reed mm. beyond the rubicon and then contemplative ballads like my own version of you i made up my mind to give myself to you mother of muses etc etc yeah um i like the fact actually that we're reviewing this album this this month because um I was thinking a lot of rap when I was listening to this record. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because the thing is, the thing is yeah. what connects most great rap artists and Dylan is what he's always been known for, which is the, the lyrics. Yeah. You know, he's the king of social commentary and rhyming couplets in modern music. He's been doing it for 50 years. Yeah. This is what he's about. Um, but also... He also so 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 for example, he, the, one of my f- favorite things in the whole album is "Go home to your wife, stop visiting mine." One of these days, I'll forget to be kind. Which is you know kind of thing you can find you can quite easily see in a rap album, and also from a humorous point of view as well, which rap is also known for. Also, like I'll take the Scarface Pacino, the Godfather Brando, mix it up in a tank and get Robot Commando. You know. That's the kind of thing you'd expect a rap artist to do. Yeah. Amusingly, what we had an album earlier on that started off with a 20-minute track 
this album finishes yeah. with a track yeah. that's almost 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, Murder Most Foul, which was released as a single, bizarrely. Well, I say a single, not really a single, you know, because not as if anyone's going to play it as a single, but it was pre-released, um, which details the assassination of John F. Kennedy. And I'll, if I start with this, I then go backwards from there. I mean, initially, this is a spoken word piece with minimal piano and string accompaniment. And it's definitely one of these tracks that if you sit and close your eyes, put some headphones on, it's a very hypnotic piece. But you need the silence and no distraction, because otherwise it just comes across as kind of meandering background noise. Um, rest of the album, I think, is really, really good. Uh, it is kind of laid back, you know, but then again, He's 79, so, you know. Yeah. Be laid back. Um, but the lyrics, the couplets are still on it. They're still strong. He's still telling stories that are interesting. And it reminded me of when we were reviewing uh, the latter Leonard Cohen albums a few years ago. You know, when you're sitting there kind of going, Wow. This person's been releasing albums for ages, and yet they're pushing 80, and now they're kind of releasing stuff. You're thinking, you know, well, this is still actually pretty fucking good. You know, there are people in their 20s, 30s, 40s that'd be killing to be releasing stuff that's as good as this now, never mind when they get to that age. Um, so for me, it's his best album since Time Out of Mind, which came out in 1997, which is one of my favourite uh albums post 70s these ever released um just a really I, I, just, I just yeah i found this a really 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 enjoyable record surprisingly so because like i said uh, i've uh, last few Glenn albums over the last 10 15 years i've been here eh, mm, mm, and haven't really wanted to listen to again but this 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 one i've actually listened to quite a bit already um and even forced the family to listen to and even Diane said, so this is all right, you know. I, I know. Mm. Praise indeed. Praise indeed. Wow. How did you think on your listen? My listen? Um, I wish I'd come to this one sooner in my listening. Um, I'd have had more time to take it in and to, to let it settle. Um, it is, as you say, a, a finely produced uh, masterclass of story telling, songwriting, um, you know, and, and at times he sounds like he's in conversation in the room with you, which is, yes. you know, magical in, in terms of, you know, again, the sort of power, power of the artist, <laughs> if you will. Now, power of the artist and the, um, and you know, uh, and and his ability to convey, whether it's commentary, whether it's a tale of his life or tale of someone else's life, it's 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 really, it's really powerful stuff. It's a power about five times there. Um, now, this is a, a really fine album. Um, I will spend more time with this one. 
I think yeah, it's definitely worth it. it yeah, it's it's it, 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 it is. But because it's quite a, actually, it, it is it is quite a quiet record, even with the bluesy bluesy things. It, it is something that you need to listen to with without distraction. Yes, um, definitely to actually take it in. But you know, I said seventy nine. Not bad going. Not bad at all. Are there only 39 albums? What's he been doing? It's <laughs> not <laughs> lazy much. <laughs> well, it's like you said, you can still churn these out at 79. Hats off to the fella. Yeah, no, absolutely. Sue, it's come to that point. Ah, it's come to that time. Well, when people go, I am predicting your album with the podcast is. Run the jaws. Okay. Um, it's a toss up between Run the Jewels and Sports Team. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think Run the Jewels probably edges it. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, it's for me it's the, the Dylan album. Obviously. Uh, however, um, I think the Run the Jewels album is very, very good, and from a pure. Mm, low no expectations actually it's pretty good point of view uh the chloe and hallie album i think yeah definitely worth flagging up flagging up to people because again again it's it's, it's um no a a i mean middle east and their second second studio album but clearly an artist that i know nothing about um so they clearly haven't broken the UK as it were yet or at least haven't to my knowledge certainly I haven't heard them on all of the radio stations that I regularly listen to so Six Music uh, Radio 2 uh, and occasionally Radio 1 I've not come across them b- before um, but I think they definitely deserve uh, to be heard more on definitely. the basis of this record yeah, agree. Right. So now, listeners, you know which albums to go and buy, download, order on vinyl. What are you waiting for? Get to it. Cool. And the shops are open. We should see. <laughs> yeah, well, in June. Yeah. Yeah. Not there's any record. Well, actually, there are some record shops still. But. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Oh, all right, then. We... Until next Until time. next time. Yes. When there'll be more records and more music and more versions of lockdown. Yeah. Until then. <laughs> <laughs>